0: Let's open the word of the Lord to John chapter 10. We'll read a couple of verses from there, then we're going to go to Isaiah chapter 61. John chapter 10, we'll read from verses 10 through 18. Today I want to talk to you a couple of minutes about our journey to the cross. It's April, and you know we're going to eventually crescendo at Easter. We're going to go into Good Friday and then Easter, but we want to start prefacing and, and start discussing... Uh, That theme, the theme for the month, uh, we're also discussing that in Sunday School. So I want to talk to you a couple of minutes about that journey to the cross, our own journey, our own individual journey, and some of the questions we have, some of the issues and the challenges we deal with. I want to begin to discuss that today. John chapter 10, verses 10 through 18. The word of the Lord reads as follows. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. And then Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So you could see there, right there in that verse, who is the one that comes to steal and who is the one that comes to give life. And verse 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling... ...who is not the shepherd, one who who does not own the sheep... ...sees the wolf coming and he leaves the sheep and he flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. But the hireling flees because he is a hireling. He does not care about the sheep. But I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not from this fold... Them also I must bring. See, that's us. Yes. And they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore, my Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again, this command I have received from my Father. So while he was sharing that, the disciples are hearing it, the people that are there are hearing it, they have absolutely no clue what he's talking about. They have absolutely no clue what he's going to undergo in a couple of weeks from that time. And then let's go a moment to Isaiah chapter 61, we'll read from verses 1 through 3. This time I'm going to read from the Living Bible, Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 through 3. Verse 1 reads as follows. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the suffering and afflicted. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, to announce liberty to captives, and to open the eyes of the blind. He has sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of God's favor has come to them and the day of His wrath to their enemies. And to all who mourn in Israel... He will give, and I love this, it says, I'll give him beauty for ashes, I'll give him joy instead of mourning, and I will give him praise instead of heaviness. For God has planted them like strong and graceful oaks for his own glory. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for loving us that even, uh, Lord God, when we didn't deserve it, Jesus came. And he lived the perfect life, became the perfect sacrifice, Mm. became the Lamb of God. And he died on the cross so that we, Lord God, would have redemption, reconciliation, Mm. restoration, propitiation for our sins. And, Father, we would once again be called children of God. Uh, Father, I thank you for that. I magnify your holy, holy, holy name. I pray, dear Holy Spirit, that you would even illuminate our understanding this morning that we might be able to see that which you're sharing with us today. Open up our understanding that we might see your heartbeat for us, your love for us, my God, and even the destiny and purpose that you have for each and every one of us. We pray these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated in the presence of God. So I love the fact that first and foremost... He makes it clear. He says it to us. The one bringing the problem, the one bringing destruction is the enemy of our souls, the devil. He came to give life and not only that, he says, I come to give life in abundance. So say with me abundance. abundance. See, God is an abundant God. You can see it in the universe. You could see it in, in, even on in our earth. Look at the variety of creation. He has given us. I mean, just go underwater and you will see myriads, uh, myriad of creation, uh, different types of organisms, um, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of different types of fish. That's the creativity of our God. Look at each and every one of us. I mean, you were to look at our fingerprints, each and every one of our fingerprints are individual. When it snows, you see it in a snowflake. If you grab a snowflake, no one's snowflake is the same. They're all unique. That's our God. He's unique. He's creative. Even when he was walking in his earthly ministry, as he ministered to the people, he never healed the same way. One time he'd spit in their face. Other time he'd just lay hands. Other time he would send them somewhere. It's always something different with God, always something unique. And I find that in my personal journey to the cross, one of the things I had to deal with is that God made me unique. I wanted to be like him, I wanted to be like that person, but God was saying, no, I made you unique. If you try to imitate somebody, you'll just become somebody's copy instead of being the original God called you to be. So little by little I started appreciating who I am, not because I think I'm big and bad, but because God made me unique. So say to your neighbor, "You you are unique. You're special. Come on, say to your neighbor, you're special. You're precious. We need to start to understand that at a spirit level. Uh, You know, we've been beat up so much and sometimes because people don't understand who we are, they mistreat us. Because they don't understand who we are, they don't respect us. They don't respect who we are. And unfortunately, here's the problem. It's their loss. No, really. Honestly, it's their loss. Let me explain to you why. If you don't respect who I am, I will not open up to you and give you my treasure. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, I got a treasure to give you. I have a gifting. Yes. God, gave, God gave me an anointing. Yes. So that which I respect, I will attract. Amen. Amen. And the problem with people out there, is since they don't know who you are, they cannot attract what you have. They cannot attract the glory that God has placed inside of you. But the more you start understanding who you are in Christ, the more you won't take it against them. It's just ignorance. Jesus himself said it. Father, forgive them for they do not understand what they are doing. It's the truth. They just don't understand. When somebody is not respecting who you are, they just don't understand who you are yet. It hasn't been revealed to them. So you have to be settled within yourself to the point where if a person doesn't understand you, you're still all right with yourself. Because you're special. You're, 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 You're a special, unique creation. God made you to be special. Say to your neighbor, I am special. I am special. special. Praise God. And then because He loves us, He laid His his life down for us so that all of the original design for us might be at our hands, at our fingertips, that we might be able uh, to be all that we're called to be in life. And then he further, furthermore, he says, "I will give all who mourn in Israel." And it was Israel first, but this was extended to the whole family of creation, to the Jew first, and to the Gentile. So uh, it was given to us uh, that God would give us beauty for ashes. We give Him our ashes; He gives us beauty. Amen. See, you're already beautiful, but sometimes you've been cut so many times that you feel marred, and you're only looking at the scar. Where, but you're still beautiful. You're beautiful. And even the scars give you a story. Amen. The test gives you a testimony. You see, so, and, and here's what I say. When you are going through the process, I mean, your wound is wide open. So you don't want to share too much at that point. You want to remain quiet, be before the Lord and heal up. But once it becomes a scar, once God heals you, you know, the people could touch the scars and it won't hurt anymore. If people are touching you and it still hurts you, then you're still in the process of healing. So stay in a quiet place a little longer until you heal up. Then when you get out of there with the scars, show the scar and show the testimony. Hey, Jesus did it. He said, see my scars. See what I've gone through. And Peter said, oh, you're my Lord and my God. And Thomas, oh, you're my Lord and my God. See, but we all have scars. I can talk about my scars now. I'm strong. You can touch my scars. It doesn't hurt anymore because God healed me. Amen. There's some things I'm still working through, so I might not share it just yet, because it's still a little soft. You touch me, I'll still go, ay! Right? Some, some things that we're going through. So you, you, you remain quiet for a while. You, you remain before the Lord until you're completely healed. Hallelujah. But He gives you beauty. He also gives you joy. I love the fact that every time I remember what God has done for me, I, I, my joy bubbles up. I might be going through a problem, but still my joy is present. And my joy overwhelms and overcomes the problem and the issue. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. See, if I don't allow the joy to flow, the issue will overwhelm me. Yes. Have we ever been in that place where issues overwhelm you? Yes. Problems overwhelm you? You, 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 get, you get overwhelmed uh, uh, sometimes with feelings of depression, feelings of pain, sometimes feelings of anger. Well, he did that to me, she did that to me. But you know, if you can allow the oil of joy to flow, it will overwhelm the situation. Hallelujah. Because you know who you are in Christ. And you know, Jesus promised us. He said, listen, I am come to give you life and life in abundance. In life, you will suffer persecution. You will suffer difficulty. It's it's part of life. But don't worry, I've already overcome. So the spirit of the overcome is already in you. I said the spirit of the overcome is already in you. So if the spirit of the overcome is already in you, then you have an ability to tap into that. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know, we have the seeds to be conquerors, because we are, we're more than conquerors. We have the seeds to be overcomers, even in the natural. If I have $5,000, if I know which stocks to invest in, I could turn that around into a million dollars in one year. But yet, somebody else might have $5,000 and not know what to do with it, so what they'll do is they'll eat their seed. and They'll be broke in in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. They'll take it over to Atlantic City. Yeah, I'm on my way with my $5,000. I've heard that many times. Really? Even some of my coworkers—they've gone over there with great hopes. They always come back dashed. <laughs> hopes right. are dashed. And I say, you go over there and spend it, or rather, and waste it. I'll invest in, uh, you know, GLD. I'll, es- I'll invest in SLV. I'll, es- I'll invest in SLW. Uh, what's that? Learn about it. it might help you. Amen, amen. <laughs> hey, th- I'm just saying—we all have the same opportunity, but not all of us understand how to invest in our future. And I appreciate Tony. Where's Tony? He's downstairs with the children? Tony? He's downstairs with the children? Yeah. He's downstairs? No, it's okay. He said he's studying Spanish. I love it. Yeah. I right. love it. I <clears throat> appreciate that because you're investing in yourself, you're making yourself better. I was forced just the other day, just two weeks ago, they told me I have, to, I have to teach an entire OSHA course in Philadelphia, New York. That's a tough course, OSHA. It's a tough course, and there are things that, but now you know it's even tougher. Now I have to start learning Spanish, and I've been doing it quietly the last two weeks, learning the correct words in Spanish. Like how, what do you call a mop in Spanish? Exactly, I thought you were going to say that. No, it's not the name. It's It's fregado. fregado. Yeah. It's not in Puerto Rico. Well, in Puerto Rico, we speak a lot of Spanglish. Look at any dictionary. All right? So, fregadero, the word is for sink. El fregado va en el fregadero. Not el mapo. It's not el mapero. <laughs> See, but, So, what I am saying, I'm going to... So, I can either go there and speak all of this rufo stuff. <laughs> Techo, azotea. Those are the correct words. But I was lazy when I was young. I didn't... So, now I could pick myself because I didn't take advantage of them, but I can do it now. Yes, yes. So say to the neighbor, we could do it now. We do it now. <laughs> See, so as we learn who we are in Christ, we realize that we can be in a spirit of excellence and, and things that before, before we just say, well, know, yeah, I can't learn that Spanish stuff. I just can't. You know what I was telling myself? I was telling my brain, close up whenever it comes to Spanish. This is the level you're going to remain. And your brain doesn't know the difference, so it'll take that as a command. So each and every time anybody tries to teach you something, you say, no, I can't do that, I can't do that. Why can't you do that? Your brain will just reflect to you what you've been telling it for all that time. Exactly. But God is saying to us in this day, He says, I'm, I'm, I'm expanding your horizons. Hallelujah. I Amen. love that theme. Amen. I feel like making the whole year the theme, expanding our horizons, because that's what God is doing. He's expanding us. Things that we dared not try yesteryear, now we are at the point we're saying, no, we're going to get into it, we're going to do this. I can do this. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, I can do this. I can do this. And we really can, but we have to give ourselves permission. So I, I appreciate when I hear people are, are, are breaking through these, these limits, because God has given us joy instead of mourning and praise instead of heaviness. I mean, I hate being in a spirit of heavy, heaviness. I hate it. Absolutely detest it. I love to be in that spirit of praise and joy. I love getting to work in the office in the morning and be praising God, putting music, worshiping. These songs were great this morning. I loved it. I was getting into it. I was praising God. I was feeling that spirit of joy and that spirit of praise on me. Hallelujah. People come into my office, they hear the music on or they hear a preacher and they say, Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking to somebody. No, no, I'm just hearing a preacher. They know me already. They either see my Bible there. They know that I'm going to invest in me. And what am I going to invest? I'm going to invest God's Word in me. The seeds of God's Word. The seeds of of people singing unto the Lord and singing about the goodness of God, the grace of God. I mean, all I need to do is turn on Channel 7 Eyewitness News at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, or 11 o'clock, or 5 in the morning. I could get my daily dose of depression. (laughs) When did you ever see Channel 7 Eyewitness News open up with, oh, we have a great news, I tell you that God healed somebody over there, and God did a miracle over there. No, yeah. this person shot fire over here, people dead here, train wreck here, bus and plane and all that stuff went. <laughs> do you agree with me? Yes. Do you watch the news? Yes. You know what I do now? I watch it at 11.15, 11.16. Because I, I'm going to get weather and sports. It's all I need. And I'm all right. And I have it right I have the clicker right in my hand. Just in case uh, they're going to say the Knicks lost or the Yankees lost. I-, I can turn it off right away. <laughs> see, I'm in control here. I'm in control. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. In John 10, 10, it makes it very clear. We read it already. We see the source of evil and also we see the answer. And in 3 John 2, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even or just as your soul prospers. So as we're prospering on the inside, things will happen on the outside. Say with me, as I prosper on the inside, on the inside. we'll see a corresponding, um, I guess a corresponding response on the outside. Amen. See, but it has to first happen on the inside. Yes. Yes. Amen. I'm blessed. Why? I feel it on the inside. I I already know it. I know it in my knower. So now I'm in a spirit of expectation. Everywhere I go, I expect something to happen that's going to draw to me the blessing I need for that day, the wisdom I need for that day, the connection I need for that day. Hallelujah. I'm walking around expecting, okay, God, what's the miracle you're going to do today? I'm expecting a miracle. I'm expecting wisdom to flow. I'm expecting you to connect me with somebody. See, And then I'm preparing for these connections because I'm always bettering myself. I know I'm still on a journey. I haven't arrived. There are times I I discuss matters with engineers. Just this week I was in in one of the tallest buildings in New York City, sitting on the 36th floor, talking, uh, conversing with engineers and with highfalutin people and, and having a good time, enjoying, because I actually understood what they were talking about. Why? Because I took several courses, and when I sat down with the engineer, I was able to converse with him. Mm -hmm. See? Uh, With intelligence. uh, uh, I was able to understand the concepts he was saying. But I had to put in the time. I can't just come in at that moment while they're there and just, oh, Lord, give me words. Oh, God, give me... Oh, God! (laughs) God's going to say, let me see the deposit that you have inside of you for me to use that. Yeah, sometimes we, we think that if we strain just enough, just out of osmosis, there's going to be an, an anointing that, oh, I know the word. Listen, I, I, I enjoyed that movie also, but you can't stick a, a piece of thing in the back of your hands so, and suddenly know how to fly a helicopter. It's just not going to happen that way. That's Hollywood. So I, I appreciate that, that God speaks to us and tells us He desires that we prosper. Say to your neighbor, God desires that we prosper. And it really does. I mean, the, the, the iron ore, the nickel, the, the gold, the silver, the trees, that's for us. That's not for Him. In heaven, literally, the street is made of gold. It's not a big item in heaven. It's only a big item here. God gave it here for us. Say to your neighbor, the gold and the silver are here for us. It's here to serve us. Amen. The trees are here to serve us. Praise God. He gave them to us. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 1 through 10. And you He made alive who were once dead in trespasses and sin. He made us alive in which once you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. See, there is a spirit out there that works in the sons of disobedience. And then it says here, among whom... Also we once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. Verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy because of His great love in which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, He made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And He raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ, Jesus, so that at the age to come, he might show the exceeding riches of the grace of his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest every man should boast. For we are his workmanship. Say to your neighbor, we are his workmanship. workmanship. He created us. And it says he created us in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Notice he saved us he sat us in heavenly places with Christ. So positionally, positionally, you are, you are in authority. You're seated in heavenly places with the king. Amen. When the king sits on his throne, that means there's peace in the kingdom. When the king sits <laughs> on his throne, that shows authority. Okay, the king is in his throne. Everything is secure. But this king sat us next to him. Wow. Yes. Who are the ones that sit next to the king? princes and princesses that, see that should have been a moment where all, all of you should be oh my god thank you lord thank you for that great re- revelation all of you looking at me like that I don't know minister Mickey sometimes see I walk by faith not by sight amen so understand you are kings and priests unto God he, he, he puts you... Not, not because... He says, not because we deserve it. this says, because of His kindness. Because He loves us. Amen. You don't understand that. Well, we love our children, our natural children, right? And sometimes, they can be knuckleheads. In the extreme, you see how fathers and mothers go to prisons and visit their children there and say, listen, I love you unconditionally. I know you're here. I know you deserve it, but I just want to let you... I love you. Because that's what fathers and mothers do. When, you know, with a, with a fatherly and motherly heart, they'll go to the end of the world for their children. I've seen mothers and fathers kill themselves for their children. That's right. mm-hmm. Sacrifice their lives. That's my child. I'll do whatever it takes. Yes. Do incredible feats of strength to save their children. That's right. How much more, and Almighty God? Cook. And, cook. and cook? And cook a lot of pots. So oh, well, I, know, I understand in your family there's a lot of Sunday cooking. That's true. That's, That's much love. Amen. Minister Mickey's mom cooks up a storm every Sunday. And, of course, you have the greatest smile. You're the the greatest recipient. I am more than a conqueror. Yeah, I I got you. I got you. Praise God. Amen. But understand, that's the level of love he has for us. Honestly, I cannot understand how much God loves me. I have to finally accept it by faith. Thank you. And thank you that I'm seated in heavenly places. So when I usher something from my mouth, a prince just spoke. Amen. 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 I need to be very careful how I talk because when you talk in junk the prince the princess is talking I'm talking about in true authority spiritual authority things are happening when you speak when a king speaks heads roll when a king speaks war becomes reality when a king speaks things happen governments move the constituents obey law is marshaled when you speak So because of this, I say, man, thank you, Lord, for who you've made me to be. So I need to be very careful because I have authority here in this life. Amen. So there are several thoughts as we get close to Easter. Let me share with you several thoughts I have. Um, A, we were separated from God. That's the truth. We were not automatically children of God. We were separated. Um, One verse in Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So this is not just about Joe Blow down the block who's messing up. Oh, yes, I'm glad I'm not him. That guy's bad. Excuse me, it says we all sinned. But the thing is, we we like to justify our sins. I'm better than him. I'm better than her because I'm not as bad. Hey, listen, we all miss the mark. We all fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 and the wages of sin is death. But thank God that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So even though we were in that place of death, he offered us a way out in Christ Jesus. Romans uh, 5, 8 and 9. But God demonstrates his own love, told us that while we were still sinners, while we were still separated from him, while we were uh, dethroned, so to speak, we were not part of the family. Look what it says. Christ died for us much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. We're saved from wrath now. Say to your neighbor, I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved from wrath. Hallelujah. Through Him. Thank you, Lord, for that privilege. And B, God loved us so much that He made us provision, or rather He made provision for our restoration. And He sat us together with Him in Christ. He made provision for us. He made the connection for us he gave us the papers you know sometimes you go to a special place let's say you go to a concert if you get an all pass that's really cool yes because you could put it right here hang it right here it's all pass certain color you can walk to the back you can meet you know the the crew you've done it it is so much fun to have that I, I feel so good when I get one of those all passes anybody have an all pass for me no no not one the promise keepers i remember the all pass i had the all it was so much fun i could walk in the back see john maxwell td jakes all them guys curtis chapman we saw them all it was so cool i would, I would literally eat in the same tent that they were eating i'd sit down and I'd go like this <laughs> <laughs> oh i had so much fun with that but it it's really really cool I remember a couple of years ago, God gave me the privilege, and it really was a privilege, uh, that I was able to be an assistant Bible study teacher for the New York Yankees. That was so cool. So before the game, Amen. Amen. before the game, they would whisk me in, and they would give me a pass. I would walk right in. I always feel so nice. And here you have all the Yankees, there, I'm walking by yeah, man. No, how you doing? All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun. Then we sneak in, not sneak in. We, we had full authority. We would teach in Spanish, uh, the opposing team, and then we would teach the Yankees. And it was always. It was not in a setting like this. It was in their exercise room. It was in the media room. It, it was right where you see on TV. Uh, was in there. I sit them, and then they suddenly they were no longer ball players. They were young men that were hearing the word of the Lord. I was there sharing principles of God's word. Then we finished, they went to played their game, and I came right back to church. That was so cool. Um, And so I appreciate those privileges that that all pass. Amen. We have that anointing. In the spirit realm, the enemy knows us. He sees that pass. I don't know what it looks like. I just know there's an authority. There have been times in my past when people with very sensitive um, spirits, they've come up to us and said, you're one of those, right? They've sensed it. I said, yes, I am one of those. Don't mess with me. I won't have to pray over you right now. right? (laughs) No, but um, you'd be surprised. You're going to run into times when witches or warlocks or people that are very vested in those arts will come up to you and they will immediately feel very uncomfortable with you. There is literally an authority in the spirit realm and you have it. Demons went to Jesus and they would cry out, Oh my God, what are you here for? You're here before your time. Oh, they would get tormented just because he came. People, some people will be tormented just because you get close to them, because of the anointing you carry. Yes, yes. yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, preacher, I don't believe in that. Well, listen, if I were you, I would start learning that there are principles that you cannot see with the natural eye. Because if you walk off the roof, whether you believe in gravity or not, it'll still work for you. Yes. So things work for you, things work against you. That's why when you mess with Ouija boards and all that other stuff, right. you know, th- that stuff isn't good. That opens up doors that you're not aware of. And I could mess with you. It could mess with your emotion. It could mess with your spirit, man. Yes. It, could, it, could, it could afflict you. So mess with that stuff. Right. Hallelujah. Right. They, got a, they got a show right now, which I just absolutely detest. Where these guys come in and, oh, yeah, there's a ghost in here. How do you know? Because the, the machine, they're, they're, they're like ghost, ghostbusters or something and I looked out they saw an energy and they go oh my god oh what, the, what was that they, they, is somebody in here with me I go oh. <laughs> <laughs> they knew what they were messing with if they only knew what they were messing with soon I see the channel click next don't mess with that stuff alright so the next thing see is that the salvation package is complete the word salvation Involves prosperity, welfare. And I'm not talking about welfare like we know today. Welfare is, is, is a temporary help. No, welfare, a, a, a protection, a, a healthiness in life. That salvation is a complete package. Salvation shows it right there. Something saved. Uh, victory, prosperity, aid, deliverance when you need it. Health, help, a, a helping. In other words, it's a continual help. Praise God. And, and, and the welfare. So I love what he, he's done for me. It's not just, okay, you're safe, you're not going that way, so when you die, you're going to heaven. No, in life, there are some aspects to salvation that I can enjoy. Jesus even said it uh, which one of you, lo- losing father, mother, sister, brother, whatever it may be, properties, lands, he says, I will restore to you 100 fold in this life, he says. And then in the life to come, everlasting life. So I know I have restitution now in this life. The enemy took something from you. He's got to give it back this life. Amen. Hallelujah. Give it back to me. Yes. That's mine. You took it from me five years ago. It's I claim it now. It's mine. Hallelujah. There's this commercial. Uh, it's a funny commercial. Uh, it's about this guy, J.G. Wentworth. Yes. <laughs> Where he can get you money when, for example, uh, an inheritance so you can't get right now. Or you're getting like he can get it you one shot. So he's got like about 20 people. It's my money and I want it now. You seen that commercial? Yeah. They scream out the window <laughs> there. The they scream outside the car. You know. But the bottom line is, hey, it's mine and I want it back. That's right. And you know something? He has to give it back. Yeah. He has to give it back with interest. It's a scriptural principle. When you understand that, you won't let the enemy take your stuff anymore. And you know what I love about God? He redeems the time. So the years we lost because of bad behaviors, bad actions, we messed up in the past or somebody messed with us in the past, He'll redeem the time. He'll redeem the finances. He'll redeem the relationships. He'll redeem our authority. Hallelujah. He'll redeem our name. He'll redeem our testimony. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you might as well not mess with me because you're going to have to give it back to me with interest yes. Yes. hallelujah yes. because I'm a child of the king yes. and when I speak I have authority hallelujah, hallelujah. so say to your neighbor I'm a, child of the king. I'm a child of the king and when I speak I speak with authority I speak, I speak. hallelujah come on praise him hallelujah. worthy worthy to be praised hallelujah. and D what a privilege he calls us sons and daughters He says, I will be their God and they will be sons and daughters to me, saith the Lord. In Christ we are adopted. And I love this adoption because it is a permanent adoption. It is an adoption that is uh, uh, lawful, legal and binding in the spirit realm both naturally and in eternity. So we are legally children of God. So I don't have to pray anymore. Oh God, even though you don't know me, even though you're far away, can you please do a favor? No, I can call to Daddy, to Abba, and he will respond to me as a father responds to a son or as a father responds to a daughter. Glory to God. So we, we cry out to Abba as children. And Jesus even confirmed it. He says, when you pray, pray this way. Our Father. And that offended the Jews because you know you couldn't, Call out the name of God, It was too holy. How dare you call yourself the son of God? None of us do that. Right. So he said, well, I'm not, I'm not saying he's just my son. He, my father, he could be your father too. So pray this way, our father. So he, The religious folk would get upset at him when he said that. Yeah. So we can call him father. I mean, when I go to, to my mother's house, pretty much, I don't have to go with this permission, like I go to one of the neighbor's homes. I go inside, say, hi, can I... Uh, have this? Can I have this? No. When I go to mom's house, I could take my clothing, throw it here, throw it there, and mom, you got some sandwiches? And, you know what do you got in the refrigerator? I, mi todo lo que tengo, eh? You know I only have this and this and that. So I said, well, let me get some of that, and then she'll make me the sandwich, Amen. Amen. and she'll make me my tea, yeah. and she'll ask me if I need anything else. She'll go to the store for me. Yeah. Oh Why? Because I got it that way with her. Amen. <laughs> And it's true, we do. The point is we do. And with daddy, we have it that way. I can go before Heavenly Father and say, Heavenly Father, I'm having a difficult day today. I don't understand why this is going. Could you you know, give me understanding? Can you help me with this? And he says, okay, my son. Okay, my daughter, I'm going to help you. I'm going to send an angel for you. I'm going I'm to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you grace. I'm going to give you favor. I'm going to give you strength because you need to go through this because there's something I'm teaching you through this process. You know, daddy's mo- mommy sometimes let children go through stuff. Yes. Mom would tell me, don't touch... The iron because it's hot. Yep. And then when I'm getting close, don't touch it. I'm warning you. But then she said, all right, fine. You want to go ahead, touch it. <laughs> ah! Wow. Te lo dije. I told you. Let me go get the butter. <laughs> really? Sometimes you have to let your children, you know, hit that wall. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. You know, parents can be that way. When, when, when my children were small, if they would bite each other, Pastor Gwen would go to him and say, you just bit them? Hey, <laughs> hey, Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it hurts it's true they would never bite again no no parents do that it, it's not all nice ice cream stuff sometimes it's alright in, in when I was born again like 38 years ago one of, the deacons, one of the deacons would turn around his ring he had a pointy diamond thing, yeah. and when one of the kids were out of order, he would go like this, you <laughs> go, <laughs> <laughs> just like that, nice and quiet, no problem, so the kid would go, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that, it was so funny, <clears throat> the kids, they have like about 20 holes each in their head. <laughs> They never died, never lost anything, they were fine, respected their elders. And in the church where I was raised, you respected the deacons. Because what they would do is they would come right to your chair, take the child from the ear, bring them over to daddy and mom, and then daddy and mom would take them to the bathroom. And you know what happened in the bathroom, right? And then they would sit back down in their chair nice and quiet. We We need some restoration of that, right? Amen. Amen no listen that's what daddy and mommy does and sometimes father allows us into scenarios so that we can learn so we can mature so we can so we can be strong in the lord and in the power of his might and then he he gives us the privilege to be able to partner with him in reaching out to our brothers and sisters who don't know this yet jesus said it remember what i said before father forgive them for they don't understand what they are doing so you go, you take the message out. And uh, like a Brother Tony shared so eloquently this morning, we can cause your house to be a small church. You can minister and be a tree of life right in your home. Yeah, true. You could be a tree of life in the job. So I see some people being a tree of life in the train. Yeah, I see them from time to time. Sometimes I walk by and I'll, I'll say, Amen, brother, go ahead. You know, oh, thank you. I was uh, in, in Costa Rica, was it? I was in Colombia. And we're looking at, you know, they let us off the bus. So you go out to shop. So I'm in there. Of course, my wife is touching everything. You know, it's an experience with them. They have to touch everything. I'm saying, Just, it's over there. Just get it and buy it already. She's like, touching everything. I don't know what it is with you, ladies. You just, you just touch. It, it, even if you don't want it, you go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, but in the process, in the in the process, I'm, yes. I'm passing through. Yes. You're one of them. Oh, okay, okay. So, in the process of it, I see two ladies and they're salespeople in that place. And she's actually preaching to two of the ladies. And I'm standing there, but I'm hearing, I'm going, She's preaching. So I go next to them. I say, Amen. Así es. Gloria a Dios. Predicale la palabra. Luya. And and then she responded to me. And and it says, Lo que ella está diciendo es verdad. What she's telling you is right. Amen. Glory to God. And then I went my way. But she was preaching right on the job. And then I went back to my wife and, hurry up, (laughs) on. But for that one moment, I was able to see a lady on assignment right at her job. My sister in Christ on assignment in Colombia, doing what we do here in the Bronx, in Manhattan, and in our jobs and our families. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Our pulpit is not limited to this. Our pulpit is the entire city. Our pulpit is the entire world. There are no limitations. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And wherever you go, there will be people that need to hear your testimony. That need to hear how good God has been with you and how God is with them also. How good God is with them. Amen. I was returning from a trip on a train. I was one of those Amtrak things. I put my car in the Amtrak train. It's called a train, car train, auto train. So I'm coming back, we're relaxing so we go to the dinner. Uh, car It's a, a, a diner It's actually a diner So we're sitting down They always sit you down With another couple You, you can't have the, the seat for yourself So you sit on one side And they'll always Sit a couple Next to you So sometimes I'm in the mood Sometimes I'm not But you have to If you want to eat you, You're going to sit down With somebody you don't know So I'm seated there So I met We just started talking You got to talk You can't just be eating And looking at the person Right there <laughs> 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 You can't do that. <laughs> you got to be cordial. <laughs> so, we're, we're, you know, we're talking. And then he says, you know, he says, I'm successful and I have this and that and I appreciate it. But the real reason is because of my faith in Christ Jesus. And I just want to let you know that God could do the same thing. I'm like, look at that boy preaching to me. Isn't that cool? He was witnessing to me. And I says, well, I respond to what you're saying and I appreciate it because I'm also a Christian. And, you know, I fellowship in the Bronx. He said, oh, praise God. So we started talking. But the guy opened up and he was ready to give me his testimony. Amen. And I looked at it and said, sir, you beat me to the punch. It's excellent. So anywhere you go, you can share your faith. And since we're ready to double, means that God already has prepared people around you. That all you need to do is share it and they'll come. See, so He says, how can they know? How can they come to Christ unless somebody tells them? That's what the scripture says. So all you need to do now, literally, you say it and watch them come. Because we're so ready. They are ready for you. Why aren't you sharing it yet? Thus saith Tony. Tony says you're ready. Right? Right, Tony? Confirmation right there. So we can share and you'll be surprised people will respond. And next, Romans 8, 37. F. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. I'm more than a conqueror. I already won. Now I come from a perspective of a conqueror. Here's the difference between a fighter that is just starting and coming up the ranks. How how does he talk when he wins a fight? They go before him and they they put a mic on him. How do you feel now? Well, I'm ready, man. I want to challenge the champion. That's their spiel. But the champion talks differently than the contender. He says, well, he might want to, but I'm the champion. He has to come and take the belt from me. And I'm not going to let them. This is my belt. I own this belt and I plan to be here a long time. Right? That's the way champions talk. There's a different perspective when you're a champion. There's a different perspective when you're a conqueror versus when you're the conquered. Amen. Uh, do I have any conquerors in here? Yeah. Uh, I, I said, do I have any conquerors in here? Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're, you're a conqueror. Your swagger's a little different. You don't walk around like this. You walk around with your shoulders high, your head up, in authority. Yeah, you walk around. That's it,
1: man. <laughs> is, that, is that the way?
0: Yeah, I walk like that. How, so, so how you walk? How, how does this conco walk? Come oh, on. I don't want my pants to fall because I just, you know, a little swag. You know, like <laughs> I can't stop. So. I do the hands. I'm me. I'm in a different age bracket you know if I walk like that my friends will say are you okay? you want an Advil or something? (laughs) every generation has a different swagger I'll stick to mine you look better at that swagger than I do (laughs) But, but the truth of the matter is we were more than conquerors so when somebody talks to us, they, get, they, they sense that almost all right away because of our conversation, amen. the way we respond, our confidence, amen, our faith. Praise God. Any conquerors here? I yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. And, and lastly, <laughs> 2 Corinthians 2.14, thanks be to God, who in Christ always, say with me always. Always. What is always? All the time. All the time. All the time. You know what always in the original Greek means? Always, <laughs> every time, <laughs> every single time, he leads us in triumph. So there's a leading process. I'm on my way to triumph. Say to your neighbor, I'm on my way. I'm, my way. I'm not going to lose this thing. People might think I'm losing uh, because I just I lost this little battle. But no, I'm on my way to triumph. I'm not going back. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give in. Hallelujah. I'm not going to give out. I'm all the way. You know, God's going to open up a door. It might seem like the door was closed, but I'm in process because He always leads me in triumph. If the devil closed one door, he's going to have to open up another door because I'm on my way to triumph. Why? Because God designed it that way. I am, I am an agent of triumph. I'm a creation of triumph by God's love, by God's grace. So I stick with this long enough. Hallelujah. It's going to lead me to triumph. See, we're the ones that give up too quickly. Don't give up. Don't give in. Hallelujah. Because you're gonna, he's going to lead you to triumph. And then as trophies of Christ's victory, when you get to the triumph, you're going to glorify God. And you know the way people are. If they don't see you triumph right away, they go, ah, nothing's going to happen. Nah, nah, they failed. Yeah, they said, no, I didn't fail. Just be patient with me because I'm in my process. And, and, and if you want to give up on me, fine, it's fine. God doesn't give up on me. I don't need your affirmation. I got his affirmation. I have 2 Corinthians 2.14. Thanks be to God who always in Christ leads me to triumph. Hallelujah. So I need for somebody to stand up. Hallelujah. And just let your deepest gut feeling come out right now. In terms of your joy. In terms of your appreciation before God. Hallelujah! Let's all stand now and thank God because he always leads us in triumph. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He leads me to triumph. Always leads me to triumph. Hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Say to your neighbor, I am a person who always receives the victory in Christ. I might go through a process the process I might have some momentary delays or momentary situations but the end result will always lead in triumph in Christ hallelujah and because I am an agent that right now has been empowered by God watch this I now can experience things go through things and ultimately I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me give me one more screen Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. I can live this life in victory. I can go through the situations and circumstances because Jesus died on the cross but he didn't stay dead. He rose again the third day empowering all of his promises. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So in him, I can do all things through Christ. In him, I am more than a conqueror. In him, I can overcome all the obstacles, the challenges, the issues. In him, I love him. I love him. He's been so kind to me. He's been so good to me. Why wouldn't I praise him? Why wouldn't I honor him? Why wouldn't I stand for him in life?